Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues coming to you with a twibbon, the first twibbon after Charity Lawson season 20 has concluded. We're going to have a lot to say about that in State of the Game, of course. Uh, but we do have some other interesting bits of business here up top before we get into it today. Pace Case has an apology. <laughs> I incorrectly said that Diana could be the first divorce bachelorette, and I forgot about Tasha Adams. Yes. Apologies. Apologies to Tasha. I have uh, an announcement as well. Bachelorette may be over, but it's never over. There is always a season of Bachelorette to watch, and on Monday, on our Patreon, Clues Corner is going to be covering Bachelorette Season 1. So if you've never seen that season, if you don't know anything about it, that was Trista Rain, of course, the first Bachelorette. She came from the runner-up position of Bachelor Season 1. She lost the ring to Amanda Marsh that, that season. I'm going to be covering her season of Bachelorette. Please join me, Clues Corner, at patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Oh, man. I have to watch this. What you've been saying about Gan Gan, I've been like, I got to see this. Just watching Bob Guinea play for the first time is a, a true treat. But so many other things happened that season that are firsts as well. We saw the first Kringle limo exit. We saw the first Aloha limo exit. Uh, truly is a historic season. And in addition to that, next Monday, in celebration of all the various parasocial teams that we have in our beloved game, we have t-shirts coming to celebrate the denver high so if you're in the denver area or you just like that area or you just want a denver <laughs> high t-shirt they're going to be out monday check all of our uh social media for links to buy them and all that kind of stuff but you can head to gameofroses.co yeah i've been rocking my uh san diego crew hat poser that is a poser mm -hmm. it's a traitor to the la icons how dare you look i wear my icons hat too Okay, as long as you're wearing both no, at the I'm same a, time. I'm a fan of design. <laughs> I got to alternate my hats, throw people off my assassination coordinates. You're a regular Braden Bowers. Uh, we also must mention that now schedules are out for the upcoming seasons of Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. Both of these shows are going to premiere September 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern for Golden Bachelor, followed by season nine of Bachelor in Paradise at 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going to cover it all, Clues. pal. <laughs> I got yeah. a question. I got a question for yeah. you. What are they doing to us? <laughs> Why are they doing this to us? What are they doing to us? Look, let's not get into the state of the game just yet, but uh, they're uh, giving ew. us gifts, in my opinion. Okay. Thank you for these gifts. <laughs> New episode of, of Grafting coming out with Grace Ann Parks uh, covering episodes 27 through 33 of Love Island USA season five. Uh, which you can watch on Peacock if you have that. Y'all, this Love Island USA season, I've got to say, is my favorite Love Island USA season I've ever seen. And it's got one of the the best, if not the best ever, Casa Amores. 
oh, um, and merges that I've ever seen. So I'm going to be doing that finale episode or the last few episodes. I'm going to be on that one of grafting. Fantastic. Can't wait. And uh, that's it. That's all of our business up top. Now let's get into this pace case. Game, game of, of roses. roses. State of the game. Today for State of the Game, we just want to take a moment to bask, you see, because we've just come off of Bachelorette season 20. I'm still on a high. I've got the fucking afterglow. We're basking. It's, you know. It's a good thing to do. We, we have to. We have to take this moment to just kind of revel in, in this feeling, because I got to say this. Although I'm very opto at this point, opto 2023 I think has been a great success. I, I think success. we were uh, instrumental in changing the the trajectory of our beloved game here with opto 2023. Mm-hmm. But we still don't know. I'm still cautiously opto 2023. I don't know what BIP nine is going to look like. I don't know what Golden Bachelor is going to look mm-hmm. like. So far, they look fucking great, but we don't know yet. You're worried about the nine day no no poop. I'm worried about that a little bit. The turtle literally poking its head out of a mm-hmm. shell to mimic a turd coming out of an asshole i'm a little uh hesitant about these things but that said right now those things don't exist yet what does exist (laughs) is bachelorette season 20 one of the greatest ever you know i had a little moment of uh sadness the other day i was going down the street where that charity lawson billboard was that i took a picture with and posted on my instagram Mm -hmm. and it's gone it's no longer charity (gasps) lawson it's just a blank billboard waiting for the next ad exactly and it was a little poetry, a little sad to me. Yes. <laughs> that said, um, I think for me anyway, just in terms of where we are as, as a fandom, as a fourth audience, I personally mm-hmm. feel like the last whatever three ish years of this really since the pandemic, since Bachelor at 16, when those seasons ended, well, at least for, for most of them, when those seasons ended, you felt a kind of sigh of relief. Then when they were like, we're going to have Bachelorette uh, 17 and 18 in the same season and there's going to be no fucking, no reprieve. You couldn't really mm-hmm. breathe a sigh of relief. But I'm just saying like tonally, mm-hmm. I felt like when all these these most recent seasons ended, I felt a sense of, God, thank you, finally. I felt like I was released from some kind of torture chamber. I mm-hmm. do not feel that way. I now actually, I feel lament that this season is over. I want more of it. I wish there would have been mm-hmm. more of it. And what that does ultimately to me is it makes me very excited about the upcoming Bachelor Nation content. Golden Bachelor, VIP 9 specifically, even fucking Bachelor 28. I'm already anticipating a great season coming out of that. And this is a feeling that I think for a lot of us hasn't fucking been there for a minute. And it is great to feel it again, to feel that anticipation. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Last Bachelorette season, what were we coming off of? The blackface scandal unaddressed and Greer scandal. I mean, this season, we haven't really had that. No. I think that adds to the lightness of it. But I agree. It's opti like, I'm so happy that we are actually good at manifesting and that we literally manifested a good season. There were other circumstances which, you know, contributed to that prediction slash we willing it into existence slash we live in perhaps a um a scenario what 
<laughs> we are living in a scenario. I'll grant you that. Simulation. Simulation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I think everybody lives in a scenario. That's accurate. Uh, never going to change. You die in a scenario as well. All things are scenarios. But um, yeah, maybe we are living in a simulation. I don't know. But I just want to put out uh, a thank you to the producers of this season for for turning mm-hmm. in a fucking fantastically made and presented season as well. There were a few hiccups here and there, and we'll be going through some of those, I'm sure, on our uh, show next Tuesday, where we're going to be breaking down the top 10 takeaways from Bachelorette Season 20, giving out our season-long awards and all of that. But, <clears throat> but overall, I think the producers of this season did a fantastic job, a much better job than we've seen in recent memory. And I would just also like to put out this offer to those producers. You're about to start shooting Bachelor Season 28 uh, in the next month, roughly. Players are getting their calls right now. You've been selected. You're flying out. Here's your flyout day. It's all gearing up to start shooting imminently. Mm -hmm. How do you know that? How do I know that that's happening? Yeah. It happens every year. This is Mm -hmm. when they shoot. Every year. Uh, well, I mean, in, in recent seasons, modern era seasons, I should say. Back in the early days, they were fucking popping them off left and right. But now, that's the shooting schedule. Players get all their calls now. Uh, they they get flown out next month. They start shooting during September, October, uh, through the beginning of November. Then it starts to get edited, and it comes out in January, obviously. There will be two weeks in that shooting schedule, roughly. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less, where... You're shooting in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Coincidentally, Pace Case and I live in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. So uh, it would require no money for Pace Case and I to come out and host a group date where we teach players how to hooju. Then you have a hooju competition in the end of the group date, judged by, hear me out, hear me out, judged by ourselves. Dark Lord Palmer and Kelsey Weir, the greatest viewer <laughs> we've ever seen. And maybe Michelle Young. She was also very good. <laughs> Can you please make this happen? I'm begging you, producers. I love this. I'm down. Whether it's the podcasting date or the Hooju group date, we'll, I'll, I'll do them all. I'm telling you, the Hooju group date would be one of the most popular things in the history of The Bachelor because it's something mm-hmm. that fans love. And if you shoot it right and present it right and treat it as a competition, not only will it be funny and cute, but you're going to get to see all these players doing hoojus on The Bachelor, by the way. Joey's going to have to sit there and take like fucking 10 hoojus from people, which would also be funny. Yeah. Which one of us, you or I, is going to demonstrate it on Joey? I'll do it. Great. Then you also get to have a trophy and it gets to become, uh, you know, something like the the football game. What do they call it? The Bachelor Bowl? It gets to become something like that. So it becomes part of the legacy. Yeah. And I think that this is a fantastic idea for a group date. Again, Pace Case and I are available to host it at no charge, at no cost. We will simply do this for the love of the game. Nobody knows more about Hoojus than we do. I feel very confident I can coach all of these players into strong Hooju performances. And then you bring in that legacy. Fly Kelsey Weir out. Mm-hmm. Replay the footage of her doing her first international Hooju to pilot Peter Weber. Uh, let their minds be blown by this. Replay Katie Thurston doing it in her final rose ceremony. That was one of my favorite hoojus. She also did a double hooju on her one-on-one with Matt James. That's why she had that slit in her dress. Yeah. Do you remember that? When she hoojued him in the day and night portion, both. 
God yeah. damn it. High level player. One of, yeah, one of the best. Just an idea out there, producers, if you're listening, and producers, if you're not listening, maybe a friend will send this to you. This is our offer. We truly want to do this, and I think it would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Please, please, we beg of you, make this happen. For free. Yes, for free. And I know that that's an important, <laughs> that's totally important to the Bachelor producers. We're willing to work for free. <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted to take a moment for this in the state of the game to really talk about the fact that like I have not felt this way after a season of our beloved game in a while and it feels fucking good again to me. Anyway, people can have whatever reactions they have to it. Yeah, wait, why are you saying I, we, (laughs) we wanted to take this moment. We both loved the season. I I think they they did it very well. And um, I don't know. It's just like I said. It's been such a long time to have this feeling. I don't want to say that we're in a renaissance quite yet. I think we need we need to see what happens with Golden Bachelor. We need to see what happens with BIP9. And we need to see what happens with Bachelor 28. But come February next year or March next year when uh, Bachelor 28 ends airing, I think we're going to have a very good idea of where we actually stand. But I'm extremely optimistic coming off of Bachelor 20, Bachelor at 20. Clues. Yeah. We can make this happen. Let's just manifest a great paradise and a great Golden Bachelor. Yeah. Well, I mean, Golden Bachelor is still shooting a little bit right now. Paradise is already shot. So that's up to the presentation I now. I, the presentation is a huge part of it, though. Uh, totally. I 100% agree. So we can still manifest it. Yeah. All right. Fuck it. I'm manifesting with you. But uh, at any rate, Finally, that's the state of the Jesus. game. We're manifesting over here. We're trying to get our Hoochie group date in Bachelor Season 28. We're going to do it again. <laughs> if we can manifest hosting a fucking Hoochie group date in Bachelor Season 28, I don't know if I'm... Um, you going to shit your pants? No, I, I mean, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go home after that group date. I might just stay wherever it is, and that becomes my new home. I just have to mm-hmm. live on the Hoochie field. Toilet. Oh. <laughs> Toilet? That's just always where I picture you are going to hide. Yeah. I don't think that's accurate, but I think you could do the Huju group date at like a high school football field or something like this. Uh, perhaps even a, you know where you want to do it? You want to do it at Pan Pacific Park here in Los Angeles. They have a lot of big open space and they have some nice pathways that wind uh, into trees where you can get good shots of the approach. I think that's actually a very good place to do it. I feel like you want to do it on a football field so that you can have like the yard lines and stuff. Yeah, but there's... There's something in the presentation of the huju, traditionally speaking, the ones that are presented properly. It usually is on a path, and you get a shot of mm-hmm. the hujuer smiling and starting the approach, the jogging or running up to the anchor, and then you get a reverse shot of the anchor waiting for the the approach and the mount to begin. I don't know. Could be shot anywhere, but yeah, just some thoughts. Yeah, we're just saying it's easy to shoot. Yes, for sure easy to shoot, and it's a fun group date. It involves no forced nudity. You don't have to pay for those celebrity hosts. Actually, Kelsey Beer, you should pay her. I agree. So anyway, that's it. That's the state of the game. We're very happy, very optimistic, and hopefully we'll be hosting a Hoochie group date very soon. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now. We should also announce our our upcoming schedule. Oh, yeah. We'll be changing. Okay. For BIP, in a few weeks, we're going to change this. But we will be doing next week our top 10 takeaways on, for the Tuesday episode. We will still have Twibbon. And then in the rest of the few weeks before BIP, 
we will announce what those episodes are. Perhaps a Golden Bachelor Instagram breakdown, <laughs> if we can find it. Yeah, if they release those players. Yeah, if we can find it and if they have Instagrams, uh, we'll be checking that out if possible, for sure. But we're going to be covering, like Pace said, Bachelor in Paradise. Golden Bachelor coverage might wind up on Patreon. But we're going to be covering it all one way or another. So please join us for that. And let's now move on to that portion of our program where we're talking about all the uh, movements and the numbers of our favorite players across Instagram and television ratings. This is... This Week in... Games. Monday night's season finale of Bachelorette season 20 pulled in <coughs> a 0.53 in the demo with 2.985 million raw viewers. That number, the raw viewers, highest number all season, coming in a Boy. close second, was Fantasy Suites at 2.981. Um, so, Relatively speaking, a similar pull. And the 0.53 rating in the demo was the highest rating all season other than Fantasy Suites, which was a 0.56. But if you're looking back in history, I'm looking right now at a chart of all the ratings Mm -hmm. for the entire season. The season opened at a 0.35. Then the second week it dipped (laughs) to a 0.27, came back up to 0.36, 0.38. They switched the times on it. After that episode, and immediately, 0. 0.46, 0.41, 0.56, 0.41, 0.53. So mm. switching back to the original time slot helped tremendously. But also the reason they did that, I think, is because Charity was turning in such an incredible uh, season, and her ratings were starting to go up. Certainly in the raw viewers, they they started to crack two million every week, even before they did the time switch. So I would wow. argue that this season was a success, a massive success Mm -hmm. for ABC. The ability to like tack on ratings like this at the end of a season, you just don't usually see that happen. And so I am I'm super impressed by what Charity was able to do shouldering this entire season. And then obviously she gets the reward of dancing with the stars. Um and I think that that's literally why they chose her to do it. Because she's such a good dancer? I don't know if she can dance or not. I think they chose her because she's good ratings. Oh, the ratings. Yeah, exactly. It's just money. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant they chose her for Bachelorette because she could eventually do Dancing with the Stars. No, I'm saying why they chose her to be on Dancing with the Stars. I think ABC was like, she's a juggernaut. Get her in here. And speaking of juggernauts, get her in here. Let's take a look <laughs> at how the season finale uh, rated up against other shows on Monday night. Needless to say... It dominated with a 0.5 rating. Freestyle. What? Oh, no. I, I like how you wrote here freestyle from the charts. In the notes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually I write a little script for, for this part, but now I'm just looking at the charts and freestyling it. I'm impressed with your freestyle. Oh, thank you very much. I feel like as a sports commentator, you have to be able to read the numbers and be able to you know put mm. it together coherently. Mm-hmm. So what we got on Monday night, 8 p.m., um, <laughs> ABC, The Bachelorette, crushed Everyone, uh, 0.5 is what uh, Bachelorette came in with in the demo. The next closest show was NBC, brand new episode of American Ninja Warrior with a 0.3. Then you've got a rerun of The hmm. Neighborhood on CBS with a 0.2. Then you've got Stars on Mars. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel so fucking bad for Stars on Mars because I know Ashley A. Kennedy was on it and all this. But that's on Fox. A new episode of that show scored a 0.1. And then, of course, you've got a new episode of Son of Critch 
on CW with a 0. 0.0 420 uh, thousand overall viewers. <laughs> I just can't understand it. Anymore. Son of a critch. How is network TV still alive? I don't get it. But uh, nonetheless, Charity Lawson and her finale just dominating the field here. I love to see it. It's, you know, even though we were opto, it's still absolutely bananas that she was able to do this and pull this off. And I, I just feel proud and I feel like it just feels good to be a Bachelor fan again. You know what I mean? Yes, at least for right now. It feels good. I'm saying <laughs> cautiously opto. Uh, 2023. Gosh, but I agree with what you're saying. It's state of the game. It's like, it's not just that they presented the season well and everything. It also goes into casting. And it's like, there wasn't a fucking racism scandal this season for the first mm-hmm. time in a long time. And that's rare. For real. You know, we've gotten used to feeling, oh, fuck, there's going to be some guy in a fucking black face or something, you know? And uh, it just wasn't there this season. At least that we were aware of. The closest it came was Caleb Ballgard, the guy in the cowboy hat at the mental and the pro wrestler. There was a picture that surfaced of him with a Trump flag behind him. That's as close as it came. Yeah, not to not to weigh them against each other, but yeah. I just feel lighter than I have at the end of one of these seasons and still baskin. Carol Baskin. <laughs> 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 I see what you did there. Uh, Do you? I don't. Con- yeah, I don't really either. I mean, I understand that it was the same word. That's about as far as I can take it, I guess. But let me ask you this. I have this question for you. This is almost a scream from the pit style question. Uh huh. Have you now found, because this season, at least for me, this is what I found. Let me let me preface by saying this. This is what I found. <laughs> okay. Season, this season has, and this is not even my scream from the pit, but this season has given me kind of a, um, it's a check-in that I wasn't expecting I would get with myself, which is the quality of our <laughs> beloved game has a direct effect on how I feel about life. After this fucking season, I'm like legit a a happier fucking person than I have been after the other seasons. This is a scream. This is a cry for help. And they help me. Your quality of life shouldn't (laughs) depend on the document. It simply does. Look, I understand. We spend like most of our time talking about this. Yes. But it's no different than a person who's like a diehard fan of some kind of, you know, a fucking NFL team or something. If your team is bad that season, you're kind of fucking feeling like shit. Or if they, you know, mess up in the playoffs or whatever. I'm not saying that it's like it dominates my entire outlook on life or anything, but it certainly has an effect. When it's a good season like this, I just feel better. It has an effect. I agree. Anyway. I agree. It is <laughs> It is not cause for alarm. It's fine. Everything is fine. Cause for alarm or not, but there's no solution. I'm like, I'm not gonna stop watching the fucking show. That's just how it no, is. No, but there's I think there's I think maybe some might argue that it would be healthier if we could get to a good place of mental health regardless of the document, you know. I mean, I don't think my mental health is suffering or anything. I'm just saying I feel like in those past seasons, especially like with the Eric Schwer thing, you just feel mm-hmm. bad. You feel bad for watching it. You feel bad yeah. that like, oh, this is all shitty. The, the season ends. There's nothing like uplifting to bring you into a next chapter. I felt 
a million times happier when Gabby Wendy came out and was like, I'm in a same-sex relationship with yeah. Robbie Hoffman and I love it and I'm never dating men again. Just that. That was just like a headline in a People Magazine article or something. That made mm-hmm. me happier than literally anything <laughs> I saw in Bachelorette season 19. Anyway, I digress. Let's talk about these gays. <laughs> I agree. Clues has always been saying, don't date men. And I agree. <laughs> this is a positive. This is a positive thing. I agree. I think it is too. Yeah. Let's manifest another one. That's what I'm saying. Give us more good seasons. VIP. Help heal the country. Bachelor Nation can heal the nation. All you got to do is turn out good mm-hmm. seasons. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's move on into our uh, gains, oh our social God. media gains here. First up. On the big Instagram board is our next bachelor, Joey Grazia Day, aka the Eye Worker, <laughs> at a gain of 74.4K this week for a total of 130K across the board. That gain might be more than all gains combined for the entire season for every player. The only other time I can think of that happening is maybe Dale Moss when. That season was ending, but this is huge. It's also like a huge next bachelor number. And I mm. think that's part of why I'm opto about the next bachelor. I know. Is people are really they're hot for Joey. And look, I, I finally understand it. I saw mm. the TikTok of him in the water and I was like, okay, we're we're gonna have an amazing season. And yeah. because of a little little tidbit you told me. Yeah, and that tidbit is. Every season I get, you know, a bunch of DMs from people saying they want to go into the show for this reason or that reason. This is the most DMs I have ever gotten. Ever gotten <laughs> saying, Joey's the bachelor. I need to date him. He's the reason people want to go into the game now. And and really honestly, in in the whatever it's been that. three seasons that I've been coaching, or three years, I should say, three cycles that I've been coaching. Um, I don't think I've ever really gotten that. Ever. It's usually like, I want to go into The Bachelor. Like, whoever The Bachelor mm-hmm. is, I don't give a fuck. I just want to get on the show. This, specifically, a bunch of people are DMing me like, Joey's amazing. I want to date him. So hopefully, uh, that's going to result in some insane gameplay. Hopefully, it's indicative of a larger <laughs> a larger trend. Second place for gains. Ring winner Dotton gained 47K. Nice for a total of 77.5K. Interesting to see what he might be doing while um, supporting for Dancing with the Stars as well. Mm-hmm. Will that number go up? Is he going to be a good cheerleader for charity while she's uh, making her path to the mirror ball? I don't know. We'll see. I hope so. Um, third place is our villain, Braden Bowers. He gained 4K for a total of 21.8K. Fourth place, Tanner Cortad gained 3K for a total of 24.2K. And fifth place, our once uh, hope to be the first Asian bachelor, John Baresh gained 2.6K for a total of 20.1K. Now for the top five Instagram chart total, Joey Grazia Day, the haver of eyes, takes the top <laughs> spot with 130K. We're not there yet. <laughs> uh, okay, Dotton. Also, the haver of eyes is in second place. 77.5K total. These are all havers of eyes. No, no, but it's the, the eye. Oh, 
Um, what was the guy in X-Men called who had the laser eyes? Cyclops. Mm, that's not a good one. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Cortot is in third place with 24.2K. Your villain, Braden Bowers, is in fourth with 21.8K. And John B is in fifth with 20.1K followers. Now oh, for God. the top five TikTok chart. It has remained unchanged. This is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, it's all night one, guys. Night one guy, Christopher Spell, a.k.a. the professional jumper, is still in first place, 173.9K, never changed. P of FP was 32.4K in second place. Caleb Bolgard is in third place with 21.6K. Khalid Hassan, fourth place, 6.6K. And Sean McLaughlin, who I believe will be the new mayor of paradise, rounds out the top five with 1.6K followers. So we'll see. Look, overall, I'm uh, enthused by this. I'm encouraged by this because that number that Joey Grazia Day pulled is like, that's a number of old. Mm -hmm. So it means that the fourth audience is out there, is willing to engage with all these players on social media. The era of social media influence uh, uh, being the reward for playing well is not dead. It just means it's got to be presented better. And hopefully this big spike mm. for Joey Grazia Day means during his season or even during BIP, we're going to see some uh, significant growth. I'm hopeful for that, actually. Wouldn't that be fascinating if the changeup of producers just created like suddenly they get love is blind numbers <laughs> well i mean you know we're, we're going to this bip and traditionally in bip at least for the last couple of seasons social media even mentioning the word instagram or anything like that results in a moralistic villain edit you get kicked out of the show in some cases grocery and his band of what was it belligerent women disgruntled it was <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> belligerent women, <laughs> whatever they called it. I don't fucking remember. Game of Roses is sponsored by Better Help. Clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of... That beautiful mind clues. Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is, is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues. Mm -hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx. That's kind of a dark 
black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they are both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off-season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank you. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. (gasps) I'm a source boy, Quince boy. You got no idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. (laughs) Just call me Quinced, King Quinces, Okay, they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. But, uh, you know. <laughs> That was your fate in in prior seasons, if you even mentioned the word Instagram. Now we'll see how they present it, and maybe it'll be different, and maybe it'll encourage the fans to actually engage with their players on social media. Uh, Time will tell. Time will tell indeed. But now it is that time of this show when we move on to discuss all those luscious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, a new dark fetus has entered the nation. 44-year-old dark lord (laughs) Jesse Palmer and his wife, Emily Fardo, took to Instagram last Friday to announce that they are expecting their first baby, a daughter, in early January. The couple shared maternity pics that they took at the beach along with the caption that read, quote, we've been keeping a secret. Our family is growing and our hearts are so full. This is a dream come true for us. And we're so thrilled to be welcoming our BB girl in January 2024. DLP told People Magazine about how excited he is to finally get a female addition to his family, saying Emily has always wanted a daughter and she is so maternal by nature. I've always known that she's going to be the best mom. I know our daughter is going to walk all over me. She already has me wrapped around her finger. I'm a little nervous since I never grew up with girls in the house. DLP and Fardo started dating uh, in 2017. Two years later, 
They were engaged during a surprise getaway trip to Paris that many believe was mandated by the Bachelor franchise as a condition of his ascendance to Dark Lordship. Congratulations to DLP and his wife, Emily, on this new addition to the nation forever. May he reign. I screamed when I saw this. I just never really thought about it. And now it's here. And that kid is going to be born almost in conjunction with the airing of Bachelor 28. So uh, there may be some good social media play to be done there. Oh, I thought you were going to say he might be out for paternity leave. Well, no, because they're shooting right now or will be shooting in the next couple of weeks. That the whole season will be shot in the can by the time his child is born. God, can you imagine how much more empathetic he's going to get when he's a dad? Oh my God. <laughs> Less, if anything, because now he'll be super concerned about money. Less. Yeah. <laughs> all, all eggs are Dylan Barber and season 23 top three player Hannah Godwin have entered into a legally binding agreement of holy matrimony. <laughs> Romantic clues, this writing. (laughs) (laughs) San Diego Crew All-Stars held a week-long wedding extravaganza in France this past week that concluded with an official ceremony at the Chateau de Villiers in Condecor in front of 145 friends and family members. The couple sold their wedding to People Magazine, who published pictures and interviews about the event, including Barber saying, I honestly did not expect the wedding to be this dreamlike. I can't wait to spend every moment appreciating our life and celebrating such a huge life moment with Hannah and my family. The week-long for-profit event was planned by W Society and included a welcome party (laughs) held on a boat cruise by uh, Paris Seine during sunset and an intimate garden party-themed rehearsal dinner at the Chateau before the pair said, I do, the following day. People's coverage of the event included mentions and links to Godwin's, Three different SpawnCon gowns by Atelier Ponovias Haute Couture. Oh my God, I'm sorry, Grandma. <laughs> Including the double lingerie satin wedding dress with a crystal rhinestone trimmed veil and matching tulle gloves embroidered with Swarovski crystals for her vows. Shoes and jewelry were styled by Hope Levine. Godwin walked down the aisle too. Can't help falling in love by Elvis Presley while the bride and groom shared their first dance to L-O-V-E by Nat King Cole. Big congrats. Go out to this all-star couple. We hope you spend the people money well as you move into this next chapter of your lives together. This is a royal wedding. I know you call it a for-profit whatever it was, but this is a huge wedding in the nation. No, I don't say that in a negative way. I I think every one of these couples should sell their fucking wedding Mm -hmm. to the highest bidder. Get that goddamn money. You fell in love on TV. You, you're a, your uh, relationship has been public and has been for-profit mm-hmm. since the beginning. Go-, Go out with a bang here. And I hope they have for-profit <laughs> babies, too. Anything to be more cozy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and as one high-profile couple from the nation celebrates a lifetime commitment, another is still trying to get through a difficult breakup. On the latest episode of his Trading Secrets podcast, Nashville Slider superstar and gore girl Jason Tardick opened up about how he's been coping from his split from Caitlin Bristow, saying, I just think through this time, and it's like, honestly, we talk a lot about careers and money here, and that is a huge foundation to our life, but it just comes down to relationships, friendships, and those who are around you. And even though Raman and Pino are animals and pets, they're best friends to me. 
oh, just having them with me has been amazing. Having a great support system in the last month to few months has been everything to me. I've leaned on them harder than I've ever in my life, ever leaned on my support system. Tardik also mentioned that he has been going to therapy, even planning to attend his next session the day after recording Monday's episode. Tardik's time in counseling has taught him that there's no timeline for handling grief and being in love with someone and losing that someone. Quote, it's just sad, it's lonely, it's an empty feeling, and there's times where you have these just tidal waves of depression. But then there are these times where you like you feel lifted and you feel good again. We hope that you get to feeling good again as soon as possible. Jason Tardick, a very valued member of uh, Bachelor Nation, one of the best podcasters in the game. And um, Mm -hmm. it's very strange. I I generally don't have any personal stake in any of the relationships in Bachelor Nation. I if Mm -hmm. nothing, if not notoriously by the statistics in terms of who I think will Mm -hmm. break up this relationship. (laughs) This one got me a little bit. It got got me. Got me a little bit. Yeah, definitely got me, but it wasn't as impressive as clues. (laughs) (laughs) I told you about my scream. I was just like, oh, I was horrified by the news, and that was when it was just a rumor. No, I I hope that they feel good as soon as possible. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess we just need another good bachelor season to get all of our mental health exactly (laughs) good again, right? (laughs) Up. Next in Bachelor Nation news, season 17 Bachelorette Parasocial Powerhouse and San Diego crew superstar Katie Thurston is making her triumphant return to reality television this October as one of the three leads of F-Boy Island season three. The show was canceled after two seasons on HBO Max, but was resurrected at the CW. Thurston will join model Hallie Okiowo and influencer Daniela Grace as the leads of the season searching for love while they try to figure out which of the 21 men on the island are F-boys or nice guys. All of the players from the upcoming season have been released online, so you can start making your predictions now. F-boy Island season three premieres on The CW October 12th, and we can't wait to see Katie Thurston back in action. And Tommy, it looks like. Yeah, I think Tommy made it. Tommy made Let's it to go. F-Boy Island. Uh, good luck to both of them on the island. Finally, in Bachelor Nation news, a new episode of a docuseries called The Dark Side of the 2000s has been released that details some of the more nefarious strategies and practices used by producers in the classic era of our beloved game. Former producers from that era gave rare interviews about what they did to players in the early seasons. Much of the episode involves Mike Fleiss himself, and one topic of discussion was the process they would go through to choose women for the show, as told by Marky Costello, the casting director for season one. She said, Mike Fleiss loved beautiful blondes. We were looking for women that were smart, beautiful, educated, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. They don't (laughs) want fat. They don't want ugly. They don't want pimples. They want someone that is visually appealing. I remember they had one that was just literally in the document that was like, and they got to look good in a hot tub. Michael Carroll, a producer on the show during the 2000s, also described how they would try to cast certain roles for the show. Like a villain saying, we needed a bimbo, we needed a hoe, we needed a ditzy girl that everyone could make fun of. Carol further explained, you had to go for their hot buttons. Their dad left them when they were eight years old. 
They were left at the altar, and that's how it is. If you want to be on The Bachelor, you're going to cry right here. And if you don't cry enough, we're going to find a way to get you out. And then we're going to make you cry when you leave because you didn't get The Bachelor. So you better cry. That was a little bit of liberty in the performance there that I took. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Yeah. The episode also reveals that Fleiss and another high-ranking producer, Lisa Levinson, would design the order of eliminations with Carol saying, every rose ceremony, there was an argument between Mike Fleiss and Lisa Levinson and ABC The Network about which chicks, which girls should get roses and which should go home. None of this is new information to us here in the pit, of course, but to see it coming from the mouths of producers on tape signifies that we are entering a new era of the game in which the early seasons are far enough behind us that these producers are allowed to speak about them in ways that might have gotten them sued even a few years ago, I think. Uh, Hopefully, this is the first of many docuseries of this type that are going to shed real light on the -the behind-the-scenes producer manipulations back in those early days. And does TLP's uh, $9 million contract end? We're not far enough away from that one yet. I think we have to go at least two seasons without a racism scandal, uh, and then maybe we could start to discuss that. (laughs) But they've only got one of those, one season so far without a racism scandal uh, since Matt James' season, and even beyond that, even before that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Opto 2023. Indeed. And a big happy 30th birthday goes out to Gora girl Susie Evans, who celebrated her birthday earlier this week. And now let's move on to that portion of our program where we're talking about all those plays that our favorite players are making off the field and on their telephones. This is the parasocial play, 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 play of the week. First, there was a men tell all follow-up play. Aaron S. posted an incredibly well-made reel First, he features Adrian making the spring break comment, and then he flashes to a ton of video clips of a bunch of the season 20 rookies partying together, bonding, et cetera, IRL post-show. It looks very 4TRR, wholesome fun, and like a close-knit second audience, and the reel has 278 likes, 6.8K views. PP made LP shirts, with 100% of the profits going to Pilots for Kids, where pilots help hospitalize children all over the country. And then we had Crown Time. Joey Grazia Day, the person who has powerful eyes, made his 4TRR swan song bachelor announcement post on Instagram, and he got 60K likes, 1.7K comments. Charity Lawson finally hit 200K Instagram followers this week. She posted her first batch of pictures with Doughton on Instagram after the finale. The caption reads, Within all my senses, I knew. How grateful am I to discover a love that cannot be replicated? This was in no way an easy journey, but through it all, grace. You have shown me in the most healthy way how to receive and love fully again. I cannot wait to take on this life with you. Here's to living out our very own real life fairy tale. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. I love you. Ring emoji, heart emoji, rose emoji. The offering garnered 145K likes and 658,000 views. Let's go. God damn it. Her first 
TikTok with Dot and highlighting the sparkler and some quick kiss play raked in 80K likes and 640K views as well. Jason Tardick documented moving out of his shared home with Caitlin Bristow on Instagram via a reel of him and Pino and Ramen moving with a caption of appreciation for his friend Hawk, who flew out to help him move. I wonder if this is a Hawk. It got 95K likes and 943K views on Instagram. And good at job. The Golden Bachelor posted a TikTok uh, featuring Gary's granddaughter, Charlie, doing a voiceover introducing her grandfather to the world. The video has 47.3K likes and 472.9K views. Cute. A royal wedding Hannah and Dylan posted for the first time as a married couple. The caption reads, the barber's white heart emoji. And then they have a bunch of spawn con for the wedding. The carousel post hasn't even been up for a full day and already has 370K likes, 2K comments. Uh, All these were, of course, strong plays. But as DLP says, (laughs) there can be only one winner, Um, which I say a lot on this podcast, just FYI. And I got it from an old movie from the 80s called The Highlander. No, I think it was DLP first, actually. Oh, all right. Uh, anyway, there could be only one winner. And let me give you a little hint. Excuse you, what? Our parasocial play of the week goes to Gregor Grippo, the shy style chow taught player racked up 7.5 million views and 888K likes on a TikTok where he pranks his girlfriend and fellow Bachelor Nation alum, Victoria Fuller, in the video, under the caption, uh, told the waiter to give me a shot and say it's from a girl. Let's see how this goes. He then films himself receiving that shot and then Victoria Fuller's reaction in which she steals the shot in the most Victoria Fuller way possible, full of face play and FUs. This video conjures such a reaction in the viewer that Pace Case felt like she was in trouble after just watching the content. <laughs> The caption reads, skull emoji. <laughs> you just have to watch it for yourself. It's so good. It's powerful. Even if this couple doesn't stay together in real life, I think they should stay together uh, parasocially because I love what is what is coming out of them. I mean, I don't want to put predictions on couples, but I do it anyway. Statistically, we know they'll fail. Um, there's something about them, though, that's telling me maybe they're going to last forever. Long game. <laughs> yeah, there's just something about them that seems like they cannot live without each other, in my opinion. They have become uh, fused forever. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, they did get those tattoos. Those are forever. Uh, Well, I don't know. A couple of people have a tattoo that says Grace as well. I think you'll remember. At any rate, let's move on to these creatures. We have a great offering from villain player Braden Bowers. Uh, he made a great Instagram, this story where he's cuddling up to his dog river. The caption reads best cuddle buddy. You could ask for dog emoji. Very cute. Unfortunately, not cute enough to take home parasocial creature of the week. That award <laughs> goes to Becca Tilly and her pup trying to do the spinning Taylor Swift trend, but it doesn't go as planned. And Becca Tilly is just chasing her little dog around and around and around. <laughs> Her living room, and it's so fucking cute. Uh, you should definitely go check it out. Congratulations to Becca Tilly and her canine companion. This is so cute. I can't stop watching these videos when they come up on TikTok. Yeah, they always start with like a lady with her phone in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm going to do one of Luca and you should do it to Mr. Skabulian. I don't, you know, I let Skabulian kind of live his own life. I will do a forced cuddle on him here and there, but I don't like to tempt him to drink my blood too much. The boxing. He loves the boxing. The boxing is tempting him to drink your blood. What do you mean you don't like it? He he forces me to do it. He comes to me and says, let's box. And then I have, I'm obligated. If Skabulian wants something, you see, Skabulian gets something. Okay. Every time. So who is in charge here? He is never denied. In this household, Skabulian is never <laughs> <Okay>. denied. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you want to talk about DLP having uh, his little unborn child wrapped around, uh, DLP wrapped around the finger? I- I'm wrapped around four paws at this point. Yeah, I know. It's adorable. Let's move on to that portion of our program in which Pace Case and I descend deep into the pit, issue forth our screams about how our fandom for our beloved game has radically altered our personalities, our lives, our schedules, mental health, uh, everything. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. (laughs) 
Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This is Scream! From the pit. pit. My scream is golden. Goldini, golden. Golden Bachelor, golden. I uh, received some information that a certain Golden Bachelor was filming in Young Country, Minneapolis, where I am currently residing. And I uh, had to go through this <laughs> point with myself. I was like, I can go two ways with this. Ignore the information that has been presented to me or go down a rabbit hole trying to figure out exactly where they're filming and go, you know, yeah. potentially be part Try of the audience or something for a date. And uh, my scream is that I am still seeking this information, trying to find... <laughs> where they're shooting. And I have been thinking about it as like, I am uh, going to be tracking down this, a 72 year old man. And that feels strange. (laughs) (laughs) That feels strange. We bought a fucking rubber toilet plunger and sent it to two people we've never met for their wedding. And, and those people are billionaires. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course we did do that. Yes, we bought a toilet plunger for billionaires. I think trying to track down the location of the Golden Bachelor is among mo- the more innocuous things that either of us have done in service of our fandom to this. But I wish you luck in this endeavor, and I hope that you do get into the Golden Document. Hmm. Well, we will see. I will. I will keep you posted. Okay. What should I do if I can get in the crowd or? talk to any of the contestants definitely wear a gore shirt and start mm-hmm. to prime the pump with some of those producers about doing our hoot you date always be content okay if i'm a producer and i start pitching them the group yeah date idea from the crowd of the date 
Yeah, exactly. Right when they're in the middle of taping, when they're like, okay, everybody be quiet. We need to get some dialogue here. You just scream out, I want to host a Hooju day in season 28. I live in Los Angeles. Let Gore host a group yeah. date, you fucking cowards. I'll do it for free. Fucking fly it, Kelsey Weir. Just start screaming that. Weir, Weir, Weir. Do it for the legacy. Yeah. No, I love the scream. I, I, I wish you... Luck and success in this endeavor. My scream this week has to do with something outside the control of the Dark Lords. I'm talking about the Los Angeles hurricane, Hurricane Hillary. Now, last week, if you live in Southern California, uh, or maybe if you're just following national news, there was a hurricane that swept through Southern California called Hurricane Hillary. And it did do some Mm -hmm. damage to uh, various areas in Southern California, specifically the desert regions. I think got hit the hardest and there was some flooding and stuff, but it, it wasn't the, the disastrous natural event that it was predicted to be. And when it came through mm-hmm. Los Angeles, all that really happened was like a light rain. That mm-hmm. said, my power went out for 24 <laughs> hours from uh, late afternoon Sunday into Monday. And as the minutes were ticking by and my food was rotting in the refrigerator, all I could think was... <laughs> Uh, how the fuck am I going to watch this Bachelorette finale? Not about like the heat or anything like that. Oh yeah, and also it was like ninety degrees uh, in my living room because there was no air conditioning and all that. Yes, I didn't give a fuck about any of that. All uh-huh. I cared about was how am I going to fucking watch this as it airs. And eventually, what I had to wind up doing is I called up Will, my friend who I do another podcast with, and I'm like, "Can I come to your house to Humble that bag. podcast studio and?" basically just sit in the studio by myself and use the Wi-Fi so I can watch fucking Bachelor and do our podcast. <laughs> I just couldn't have cared less about the fucking hurricane. And like all that mattered to me was watching The Bachelor. Um, and I just kind of realized like it wouldn't have mattered if that hurricane would have fucking decimated LA. If, if it, it would have reduced. Yeah, if it would have reduced my home yeah. to like fucking <laughs> rubble and sticks, I still would have cared mostly, I think, about um, how do I watch The Bachelorette. That's, just That's where an I interesting am. thought experiment. Like, how damaged would our houses have to get before we forget, or before we like don't watch The Bachelor? I just don't think it. I I don't think there's a level of like personal damage I could incur. The limit does not exist. Okay, thank you. I figured that would be your answer. <laughs> I truly don't think it does. I just don't think there's a way at this point in my life that I'm ever going to be beyond caring about The Bachelor at mm. the highest possible level. Especially when it's in season. Uh, at any rate, let's move on. We have another screen here. <laughs> now, as many of you may know if you listen to this program, you can submit screams to us and we will play them here and analyze them and discuss them. If you'd like to do that, you just go to patreon.com slash game of roses. That's going to give you access to our discord. In that discord is a channel, Screams from the Pit. You can submit a one minute or under audio clip of your scream in that channel. And we play the best ones here. Today, the scream comes from us from a user named Samantha C. And it looks like it has a video with it. I'm going to listen to the scream first, then I'm going to watch the video. Here we go. Let's listen to the scream. Hello, Pitt. I am a dweller from the Bay Area, unfortunately a parasocial teamless region. I am an instructor of a young child army, a.k.a. a first grade teacher. At the beginning of this past school year, I learned that a father in my class was a player on Bachelorette Season 2, Meredith Phillips. Not wanting to be unprofessional, I never talked to him about it or did anything with this information. 
But fast forward to the last day of school this year. A different child wanted to hand out flowers to her classmates. They were roses. I told her that she could only pass them out if she asked each recipient, will you accept this rose? Without even thinking twice, I purposefully guided her towards the daughter of the season two player and immediately took out my phone and recorded her offering the rose. In case this player would ever want his daughter to play as a second generation contestant, I have her on video at the age of six, receiving the first flower. Praise be our beloved game. This is fantastic. And I'm assuming now the video will be this video. Let's check, take a uh-huh. look at the video. She's got face play. She's got, she's got a little, uh, little charisma about her. Okay. Yes, I agree. This is an interesting historical document. Uh, definitely a high level scream as well. Mm-hmm. To allow your fandom of our beloved game to creep into your profession in such a way is fascinating. Obviously, it has taken over our entire professional lives. Uh, but mm. <laughs> to see opportunities like this emerge when you learn that someone was a player from a prior season and all you can then think about is what that means in terms of your relationship to them, even if it is tangential as this is, um, it can kind of cloud your judgment, I guess. About, I mean, I feel it very can- <laughs> So like when I was like, I need to get weights. And then I wind up at a bachelor player's backyard where I'm paying him a hundred dollars cash to walk away with two 30 pound dumbbells at the height of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my judgment was clouded in that moment as well. <laughs> yeah. I, here's the thing because of that deep fandom, she was ready to capture this moment. And yeah. you know, I, I, I I appreciate that. Like you got to be quick before that girl gave that flower to someone else. And those are the right instincts to, to eventually capture something that will, you know, go viral, et cetera. Got to have your phone ready at all times. I look, I still remember seeing Nick Vial walking down a street, uh, third Uh street when, and this was even on his podcast at the time, he was talking about how he would always be eating at Jones on third. I'm sure you know that (laughs) restaurant. Because yes. I think he lived in that neighborhood or whatever. And I remember driving down the, the street and seeing him and being so fucking mad at myself that I wasn't fast <laughs> enough to get my phone out. I, I like I thought about maybe turning back, circling back, but I'm, yeah. I was like, nah, he's probably in his car fucking gone by now. I was so fucking pissed at myself to have missed that opportunity. Uh, so it's good here. Don't be pissed at yourself. It'll come up again. You think I'll just see him in the wild again like that? You'll see him in the wild again. You've already seen him in the wild multiple times, right? Yeah, but he's going to be a dad. That means he's going to be more of a shut-in, more of a recluse. Um, mm, I feel like it'll sighting. be tough. Yeah. Somehow we got to get on his podcast. I saw him in a grocery store once. Ooh, that's a good one. What is the word that you use to call his four seasons? Oh, tetralogy? The tetralogy, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad that you got to see him after the tetralogy. I hope he was picking up some good groceries. And uh, thank you, Samantha, for sending in this incredible scream. I hope that you and all of your uh, students that you're teaching there have a great rest of Opto 2023. And I hope everyone mm-hmm. else does as well. Thank you for being a teacher. I really am feeling very good about Opto 2023. But again, if you want to submit your own screams, just jump on patreon.com slash roses, get in that discord, fire off that scream, and we'll play them here. So uh, thanks again to everybody for joining us this week for This Week in Bachelor Nation. That does wrap up the show. We have hope you have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week to talk about our 
top 10 takeaways from Charity's Bachelorette Season 20 and give out our season-long awards. We're talking about error of the season, Jorge Moreno bystander of the season. Favorite sign. <laughs> sign of the season, yeah. I think there's one choice there. I think we know what wins that. But uh, we hope you'll join <laughs> us for that. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,823 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 